Anchor rocks, anchor rocks, anchor rocks today. Anchor's the best place to record. <laughs> as long as you use their tips. Like, it's free. Anchor's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, folks. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, it's all in one place, guys. Anchor rocks, anchor rocks, anchor rocks today. Anchor rocks. Hello, folks. Hey, what we got going on here? Season two, or maybe a subheading of season one. I'm not real sure. But what's happening here is what I learned today, guys. I started taking notes in my iPhone about what I learned on an individual day and dating it. And just kind of started one Sunday during services about what I thought and what was going through my brain and what I felt was right and what I felt was wrong. And then it continued into a Monday and and I really had a really crappy Monday. And I thought, what the heck, I'm going to just start talking about what I learned today. So what we got today is season two or maybe a subheading of season one of something that's titled hey what i learned today glad you're here with me let's talk about what i learned today so what i've learned today um wow i've learned a lot i really have kind of thinking about starting a new series uh just called what i've learned today or at least uh, making the series, um, you know, a little uh, a little more regular as the noun learned. Uh, I guess um, the noun that I'm speaking of right now is learned. The phrase I'm looking for is learned today, and I, I say that. I say that based on a lot of things. I, I actually took notes in my life today, um, which I guess is different. Bear with me, guys, as I decide to talk about the phrase and the nounology of learning today. Uh, today. 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 Today's important. Why is today important? Well, I learned some stuff today. That's important, right? Um, first thing I can say I learned about today is that I, uh, no longer supposed to really be driving at night and I am driving at night. So bear with me as I, as I talk to you loudly. Um, I don't know what's recording, whether or not I am recording, whether or not I, I'm not recording. I, I don't know much. I don't know much, but I know I learned something folks. That's your, uh, what, what do you call it, uh, copyright infringement lyrics of the day. Um, I don't know much, but I know I learned something. One of the most important things I feel like I learned today was about 
a story uh, of resentment. So, as gentlemen that I uh, I go to a recovery meeting with talked about resentment as a subject matter for the day uh, for the meeting, I realized as a gentleman spoke to me about water, uh, where I'm at a lot in life. And I think often and have mentioned to others often that my favorite form of water other than a swimming pool, uh, which we'll talk more about later, um, is a waterfall. I could stand underneath the waterfall forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, I love them. I was baptized in one. I uh, find them fascinating. I met my first wife underneath one. Uh, the Cumberland Falls used to be wide open to where you could hike back there if you were in good enough shape. And God knows I was at one point in time. But um, a waterfall. So this gentleman was talking about his resentments and, and how he would discuss them with his, his therapist and his psychiatrist together at one point in life. And they had mentioned all kinds of uh, possible analogies to help the gentleman with his resentments. Uh, you know, and ex putting extra padding in your, in your baseball glove was one of those. But the one that I understood the most was he had these resentments towards his wife and, and the way that she can be very angry towards him at times and, and distant from him, him at times. And his therapist described it as the opposite of a waterfall. And, and of, of course, you know, his eyes lit up during this point in therapy and, and realized, well, I love waterfalls. What's what's the scoop behind uh, resentment and waterfalls and the, the guy said well what you're feeling with your wife can sometimes be better thought of as a huge wave and if you've ever just sat on a beach and waited on a huge wave to come up surround you go right past you well it goes right over you and right through you and cuts through you and, and and moves over you. And that's very hard to feel sometimes with resentment in life, feeling that wave move over you. Um, if you think of resentment as a wave, then, then, then it, it, you know, it hits your toes and, and comes, pushes sand up through your panties and then, you know, moves over your head and uh, gets water in your or sand in your beer can and I'm making up all these exaggerations to go with his story but um, he he then reminded me that that wave recedes so I, I learned today that a wave of resentment uh, a wave of pain um, recedes I find that fascinating. I don't think much about it. A waterfall does not recede. So, you know, the next thing I learned today 
that I hear about constantly says that he restores every part of the broken. And in my mind, that phrase has always been read with the word every in capitalization. He restores every part of the broken. Well, today it kind of hit me. Does he? Does my higher power restore every part of the broken? Because I wonder if there are some parts of some things that are broken that are not broken to stay broken. And I had that question today. So, so, so I learned possibly that maybe it's something I should look into. Maybe the parts that are broken of some things, including myself, should stay broken. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me, but I do question it, and I, I learned to question that today. One of the things I learned today is that I am always dealing with someone who bothers me. So... Could it be that possibly I'm the bothered? You know, it's like a woman that uh, I guess has been married five, six, seven, eight times and claims it's the man's fault. I'm not so sure that she may not need to look a little bit of possibly the things that are her fault. An example today was as I was in church, there's a there's a woman who sits typically close to us, and this is a new church granted, but she's way off tune. Um, and she's really, really loud. She expresses herself in song joyfully but can't sing worth a crap. And I'm bothered by that. I learned that today. And it made me think, why am I bothered by that? If, 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 if someone wants to express themselves joyfully, why can't I accept that joyful noise block out the unattuned part of it and just be okay with someone who doesn't have the same skills and knowledge and shynesses and introversions that I have. So I learned that today. One of the things I thought about today in church that I learned about my conservative self, and if you're a conservative listener to me, 
I apologize if this ticks you off in any way, shape, or form. I am guessing that less of you are going to be ticked off than what my little brain thinks most conservatives will say. Liberals will love me because I think as I've aged, I've liberalized, liberalized or at least became more open and honest about my abilities to love. I have a lot of gay friends. And I, I often wonder and do wonder why my conservative Christian friends are bothered by gay people. I, I just have to ask because the Bible that I read, the people that I know that are God-fearing, God-loving, not necessarily just Christians, but also um, the Muslims that I know and the, the black liberation theologists that I, I, I befriended and the Adventist friends I have, and it, it, it comes across to me as sin is sin is sin. This 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 is in Scripture. I can't tell you off the top of my head where right now. Uh, I often think of the uh, Scripture where uh, Christ is speaking with a prostitute who is getting ready to be stoned and. He said, hey, man, if you don't have any in your life, then you can start throwing right now. And I often think of that because if sin is sin is sin, then why can't I be as accepting of the sin of my gay friends and where they enjoy their, get their jollies in the bedroom as my own sin as the lust that I have before and after my bedroom or the gluttony that I had today after church at the Mexican restaurant um, the angry thoughts I had at my neighbor for being mean to me sometimes the resentments I had at myself is sin for simple things like losing a key today. I was so angry I couldn't see straight over a key. I found that key because someone was generous enough to loan me a medical metal detector. The person that loaned that to me is someone that I typically can't get along with. Speaking of people and things that I learned today and, and again guys please shut me down tell me to go away if I sound like a preacher because a preacher I am not maybe a preacher I am to, supposed to be but a preacher I am not at least not a sanctified human being I've been learning the last couple weeks about a woman named Naomi and most people would think when they learn about Naomi that we should be learning about Ruth now, Ruth plays a very powerful story, has a very powerful story. <coughs> Excuse me. A very powerful story uh, when it comes to Naomi and the book of Ruth in the Bible. And the book's called Ruth, 
Well, it's called Ruth for a reason, because the majority of it is about Ruth. But in the first chapter, a woman by Naomi from Judea marries a man who has some sons from the neighboring country of Moab. And he says, look, let's move to Moab. Um, it's, it's, it's where my sons are from, and I would like for them to have the heritage there. And, and he moves them there, and, and they both meet with their wives there. So the gentleman and his wife, Naomi, now have two sons and two daughters-in-law. All four of which are foreigners to Naomi. After her husband dies, she's then in a foreign country with four foreigners. Well, just as my luck would go, Naomi's life took another real, weird, real weird turn for the worse, and and um, Naomi loses her two sons. So suddenly Naomi is in a strange country with two women she's barely gotten to know who are foreigners to her country. And she's generous enough to say to her daughters-in-law, look, this ain't going to work out. God's got it in for me. Clearly, he keeps killing people off in my life. I'm going to go back to where I'm from. And the girls speak up and say, well, if you're going to do that, Naomi, then we're going to go with you. You're our mother-in-law. We don't have anybody. Sure, we know we know this country, Moab, but we're going to go with you. And Naomi's, no, 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 don't, don't do that. That's silliness. Let me tell you why. God's got it in for me. I'm bitter. There's too much bitterness going on. Don't do it. And what I learned today is those girls were bound and determined, bound and determined to be with Naomi. So my question to the server of the sermon to me today that I learned something from was, wow, what leadership skills must have Naomi had in all her anger, depression, and bitterness to where two complete foreigners that she barely knew wanted to stay with her and make her family. Now, what I learned who I learned this from, the pastor made no mention, nor does the Bible per se, of Naomi and her leadership skills. But if I am making an attempt at a podcast to motivate, guys, where are our leadership skills, our helpfulness, our desires to make a difference to others in our lives? When we are depressed, angry, and bitter, and alone.
Now, my guess, what I learned today is mine typically are in a bad spot. <laughs> mine are in a spot that uh, I don't even consider to be leadership skills. I consider them to be wallowing in my own resentment and wallowing in my own pride and my own bitterness and my own nastiness and my own woe me's, right? Which, if you took the story correctly, you would think that Naomi was in her own bitterness and her own depression and her own anger. But to Ruth and Ruth's sister-in-law, Naomi was someone they loved to understand and follow. Naomi, in her own bitterness, loneliness, depression, and anger, had clearly taught Ruth something. At least enough something to where Ruth wanted to fight to have family even though that family may be somebody who's angry bitter and lonely at a certain point in life that angry, bitter and lonely person had affected her life so dramatically for the positive at some point that she was bound and determined to stay with her mother-in-law who she barely knew but that woman had affected her so deeply at some point that she said no I believe in you I might be at this very moment believing in your anger and your depression and your bitterness that you're claiming to have but no, I believe in you as a valuable person. So what is it I learned today, guys? Well, I learned that even though I spend a lot of time in resentment and anger and depression and loneliness... There still may be, may be people out there who follow me and believe in me to be the right person to lead them. And no matter what, they're going to stick with me. First thing that comes to mind are my daughters. My oldest daughter has stuck with me and she knows I'm a depressed, crazy, loon, unsanctified, meaner than snot person sometimes. But she stuck. She sticks with me. And not only does she stick with me, she still trusts me to lead her to better choices. Which I always do. Because when I'm lonely and angry and I'm tired and I'm resentful and depressed, I'm not trying to lead her astray. I'm leading myself astray. I still work extremely hard to fight the depression, to go the opposite direction for her, to make sure that I lead her on the right path. Why? Because I don't want her to live the life that I lived, 
earn a living. I want her to have some enjoyment, not the depression that I feel. I want her to have some love, not the resentment that I'm feeling. I want her to have the motivation, not the apathy that I feel. These are the things I want for her. And I learned today that those are the things that Ruth craved from Naomi. Whether Naomi was able to give it at a specific time, Ruth still trusted that completely. No, Naomi, you're my mother-in-law. You're my family. You're my you're my guy. I'm sticking with it. I need to have a little more stick to it, now, folks. I need some stick to it. Stick to it, tumness. Anybody else out there need some stick to it, tumness? Guys, my name is Cambo. And you know what? I'm out of here. So guys, I know it's not worked much, but I learned an awful lot today. I'm glad I could share it with you. Uh, if I didn't have the opportunity to share with what I share with you what I learned today, I might be lost throughout my day tomorrow. So guys, I'm grateful that you you popped in and we learned some stuff today. Thanks much. And as always, folks, you eat poop.